0: In this episode of the 30 Screams or Less podcast, we wanted to release our uncut version of our Terrifier 2 review to celebrate its return back to theaters. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or... If you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. everyone to 30 screams or less where we watch horror movies and review them in 30 minutes or less uh i'm steve but, and you know, i'm Corey. you know you <laughs> what we can do that i don't like i don't want to start off like that because it makes it seem like i'm fucking like first fiddle whatever the fuck all right i'm just gonna run it through again welcome everyone to 30 screams now actually you know what let me give me a welcome everyone to 30 screams or less where we watch horror movies and review them in 30 minutes or less uh guess what finally we're not reviewing a shutter movie can you believe that Corey? I know it took us a while,
1: but I feel like uh, until they start paying us, we got to move on to something else.
0: Makes sense. I mean, so we had to choose something different. Uh, I mean, we didn't go with Kaka Peepi pee uh, but this time we went with a service called Screambox, and the movie that we're reviewing today is the epic slasher Terrifier 2, arguably the longest slasher in film history. That's what I would think, right? I mean, that thing, it's two hours and 15 minutes long.
1: It actually is. I believe it holds the record for the longest slasher
0: ever made. Ah, uh, getting that Guinness World Record stuff going on. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, B-movies. Yeah, fucking love it. Love myself some B movies. Um, how we're gonna review a two-hour and fifteen-minute long movie in thirty minutes or less is beyond me. Uh, uh, we'll we're gonna it. make it happen. What's that? I said we're gonna do it. Let's make it happen. We're gonna do it. We'll make it happen. Um, we'll bang right through this fucking thing like we usually do. So with that in mind, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, obviously, I got to say, when this movie came on in October, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. I reviewed it on TikTok, did a little kind of quick thing. It was like a less than a minute interview. Uh, it's kind of where this podcast kind of came to mind. Uh, and I gave it a four out of five. Uh, like, we'll go into the whole, like, ratings and everything system uh, down the line uh, towards the end. What did you think?
1: Uh, I was a huge fan of the first movie, Um, you know, so once I found out that Terrifier 2 was actually going to become a thing um, or potentially become a thing, because, of course, you know, the director, Damien Leon, had to crowdfund Terrifier 2 and blew his budget or his what his goal out of the water
0: in what less than three hours. Exactly. Um so you had a budget of uh what is it 50,000 and then like it ended up getting up to 250,000 in less than 3 hours. Yeah and like I love slasher films like it's probably one of my favorite
1: styles of horror movie. Um like Jason Voorhees is my favorite of all time and now Same that here. This, now that like Art the Clown has been a thing for you know two films now and a couple of short films uh he's probably my number 2 at this point. He's just so
0: menacing. Oh, damn, that's a hot take. Yeah, Jason, probably my favorite of all time. But then you have your Michael Myers and your Leatherface. Like, these are the classics. But Art the Clown, I think, could go down as a classic uh, slasher villain. And I thought it was great. Obviously, the audience thought it was great, too, because the movie ended up grossing $12 at the box office from a mere $250,000 budget. It's insane.
1: Yeah, he's... uh... He's definitely got a cult following at this point. I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually getting an Arthur clown tattoo like portrait on my leg in February.
0: Oh, no fucking way. Who's doing that?
1: Oh, Steve. Steve's going to do it. Uh, He's he's pumped about it. He wants to do a scene from the movie. I'm not sure what yet, though.
0: Oh, we got to do the scene that we're going to talk about soon, but, uh, why don't we actually kind of explain like, you know, a little bit of background of the movie. We'll talk about the actors and everything there. Um, so movie again, Terrifier 2, uh, the lead actress is Sienna, uh, Sienna Shaw. I'm sorry. The lead actress, let me rewind this here. The film is written, directed, Edited and produced by Damien Leone. It stars Lauren Livera as Sienna Shaw, uh, Elliot Fullman playing her brother, Jonathan Shaw, and of course Art the Cal- Art the Clown played by David Howard Thornton. So this is Art the Clown's uh first first actually. Arctic clown's first appearance was in the ninth circle, but it's since transcended to like the terrifier series and terrifier two is the recent installment in that whole series. But, um, you know, with that in mind, now we're really going to dive into the nitty gritty of this fucking movie because this movie is so unbelievably violent that there were parts where I just like, I was cringing. It's so violent. Dimmick, like Corey, What is like the most violent part of that movie you think? Because I think you and I might be on the same page about this.
1: There's no question about it. It's when Sienna gets fucking tortured for like 25 minutes. Or uh, what's her face?
0: Allie. It's when Allie gets uh, tortured for fucking, yeah, forever. The scene went on so excessively long. I mean, no one should be alive after being scalped. Back ripped open, arm ripped off, hand split in half, sliced all over, covered with both bleach and salt, all up with half of their face getting ripped off. Then to make matters worse, Art covers her in bleach and salt and the pain is even worse. Like how the fuck did she survive that all the way through? I have no idea. Like not a single human being should survive that at all. I I feel like after getting scalped, you'd be dead. Yeah. I would think like the pure shock uh, of your body would just be like, nope, we're good, did you Without notice it- that he did it with a pair of what looked like construction paper scissors? <laughs> Not again with the construction paper scissors. Oh my God, so all of our episodes and now I think at this point just connected kind of somehow connected we're creating like our own fucking trilogy just by connecting all these like parts and naturally kids dying again. Oh how does this God. keep happening? I don't know how this keeps happening, but uh we're gonna get into that part too. yeah, we are oh uh, yeah, um. Yeah, so okay. What do I want to say here? That was one of the most violent scenes of that whole movie. It it must have gone on for fifteen minutes. Uh, how or do you maybe feel this, it, Or maybe it felt that long. How do you
1: feel this rivals to the hacksaw scene from Terrifier One?
0: Oh God, I don't want to throw up thinking about it. <laughs> so
1: uh, I listened to a podcast with Damien Leone on it, and he was talking about how he wanted to make it make a, a kill a kill that was worse than the first one. I don't. I still don't think he succeeded. Still. I don't think this whole bleach and salt scene was worse than what happened in the first movie.
0: Oh, the that first kill, well, not the first kill, that kill in Terrifier 1, we'll say, uh, where the girl's hanging upside down uh, and straight, you know, sawed down the middle Ed Gaines style is, like, a nightmare. Like, um, my girlfriend, she's like, um, like should i check this out i'm like yes but yeah there's a big button there but yeah i like that part is uh it's so damn violent but i still feel like this scene with ali getting basically butchered is it's not on the same level it might be a little bit of a step down surprisingly even though it's way or way bloodier it is it's way more vivid. It's it's just it's essentially over the top. But I think it's the matter that if, you know, he's sawing down the middle of a woman hanging upside down. Like you kind of just feel that where this you're like, this is absurd, violent.
1: I mean, he kind of does the male version of this kill in this movie. And I'm sure we'll talk about that.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few things in movies that make me really cringe. It's uh like INT stuff and. Anything genital related. So naturally the scene uh, from Terrifier 1 where the girl's hanging upside down and he's sawing down the middle of her, uh, I cringed and I'm not even a girl, not a woman, Um, but to see this guy, like see a guy getting stabbed in the dick and his dick essentially ripped off, that made me cringe a little bit.
1: Yeah. It was it was kind of terrible and like you said it the fact that it dragged on so long kind of made it so much worse. Oh god. Yeah, that whole scene And like... then like her mother comes home and runs upstairs to see her just hacked up on the the bed and art sitting next to her. What was he doing? He was like like peeling he was... her skin off or something
0: yeah he was just making little small incisions in the girl and uh just p- taking pieces off so like this girl is sitting there the whole time surprisingly still alive and he's just you know he's just cutting off little chunks and just putting them all over the place and like in her final breath like as the mother enters the room she's like mom help like that type deal i'm like oh like you know, I think death would have helped her even more than her mom could. Yeah,
1: that I don't even remember how she officially died or what how that scene ended at this point.
0: There was no end. It just uh, that's all we saw. It was the mother screaming and then it cut to like the scene where um oh, where the trick treat. Yeah, it cut to the scene with the trick-or-treaters where the mom's head was cut off and it was like You know, uh, the skull was cut and stuff like that. And he put the candy inside the mother's head. And the poor kids, they're grabbing the candy like, ew, it's wet. Why is it sticky? (laughs) Why is it sticky? Oh, God. It's like, you know, it's like when you get a ketchup package and you're holding it and you're like, oh, it's sticky. Gross. Yeah. I think it's kind of like that. I would be like, this sucks. I don't want this candy. I don't even use that ketchup packet if it's that sticky.
1: No, you got to wash your hands right away, dude. Yeah, it's gross. So but, I got I to gotta ask you your thoughts on this little
0: asshole Jonathan with his fucking giraffe neck. <laughs> Jonathan, he had such a long neck in this. It was almost cartoony. If you looked at it, it's like, actually, it's the first thing I noticed when I like saw the movie for the first time, too. I'm like, Jesus, this kid's neck is so long. It's so damn long. But he just, he was a pain in the ass. You know, he, he did seem like that little pain in the ass brother So he played the part well, but, you know, part of us, I'm sure we're like, "Eh, this kid needs to get got.
1: I was like, I told you, I've never probably rooted against a character so bad in any movie before. Like, I hated him. Him and his stoopy is his fucking squeaky voice
0: and his cartoon Ninja Turtle looking neck. Neck is so weird. It's like, it's it's, enough about his neck. It's a, but he does get freaking annihilated a little bit later in the film not like too bad not maimed or anything like that but yeah we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in regards to like how it progresses but he did have good taste in music though they damn did like he had what do you have we are like a king diamond arsis like overkill kind like those kind of metal posters yeah those are all over his bedroom wall yeah all by the way i've played with overkill and Carnifex before, so seeing that, I was like, no nah, shit, I've played with them. That's kind of. Did cool.
1: you ever get to meet Bobby Blitz? No, I
0: haven't. I bet that would have been awesome.
1: He seems like a cool guy for being like his 80s at this
0: point. Yeah. Oh, geez Yeah, they're getting up there. They really are. But solid band.
1: Um, I saw them at a uh, Mark Showplace a long time ago. If you remember that place, Mark Showplace is that? No, wait. It's called the Gold Club now. Uh, yeah, but back in the day, they used to have. um like battle shows next door.
0: Oh yeah, I used to play uh, there as well, and uh, I think one of our first shows as the Summoned, uh, we played. No, we were playing as like our old incarnation. They were called uh, of the Betrayed, and mm. it was a fucking weird thing. We played with uh, cattle decapitation, and um, it was it was crazy. I don't know. It wasn't a great turnout. Calvin's Decapitation ruled, of course, and uh, I do remember, I remember that specifically, but I remember, like, some of the members of my band having to hang out outside because they were under the age of 18. Meanwhile, I'm the fucking 18-year-old who is like, oh, poops.
1: Yeah, that place sucks.
0: Yeah, it's not that great. It's it's um, mainly
1: because it's New Hampshire, but.
0: Yeah, so any of you who are in New Hampshire and aren't entertaining the idea of going to a strip club, don't worry about it. They're not all that cracked up to be anyways. Yeah, it's keep fun, your ones. Yeah, keep your ones. Uh, Put them towards quarters that you can freaking use for an arcade machine or to wash your car. Whatever.
1: Or a $4.75 coffee
0: at Starbucks. Yeah. Or you can go to family dollar now and buy something for $1.25. Yeah. They raised the prices. What's up with that? I have no idea. Why is it so-called dollar general? I don't know. Like, all these dollar places should be like $1.25. Like, almost like a freaking building 19 and an eighth.
1: Did you hear they're bringing back Ames,
0: apparently? Do you remember that place? Oh my god, I do remember that place. Apparently it's coming back. I can't believe Ames is coming back. Why is that of all places coming back? Bring back fucking Leechmere. Um
1: Leechmere? I Who's... I remember the name but I don't remember what they sold.
0: It was like um it's an electronics store, kind of like Best Buy except it was more New England based. All the all the all the boomers that are listening to
1: this are going to know exactly what we're talking about
0: they're like oh i remember that all too well." though i am not a boomer i am like i'm a le- what am i a millennial i don't know there's a lot of debate about this whether i'm a millennial or a gen x or what is it like XY? I y i don't know there's like these weird fucking groupings so yeah like especially for the like the younger kids that's a- is it like over 30 is a boomer though no fuck you wow as they strike a nerve a <laughs> little bit i'm not fucking, like dude A boomers are the people that had like the kids like crazy who had families of 45 and they're all eating like porridge you know for dinner when then we were like, no, we can't afford that. All right, porridge. What the fuck? I don't so know. They were eating something. Something was being made in bulk. I just assumed porridge. You know, like some Oliver Twist style. Just like, please, sir, may I have some more? All right. You look stressed. Porridge now. I'm gonna yeah. pretend. I'll have you over some some night. I'll make porridge for you. We'll record an episode in person and have a uh, have some porridge. Perfect. You know what I'll do? We'll make some merch. We'll call it fucking like. 30 seconds of porridge or like, Oh wait. Oh, hang horror and fucking porridge. Whatever. I don't know. I'll think of something snazzy. I always do. I
1: like it. This is what's finally going to put us over the top.
0: Yeah. We're going to sell some shirts about <laughs> horror porridge porridge. And we're going to put it on PP. They're going to advertise for us fucking ranking in the box dude ranking them in so coming up with all
1: these ideas on the fly man
0: i don't know i always, i don't know that's how my brain works but we are getting off topic because now we have 15 minutes left
1: yeah wasn't this podcast like isn't there a topic
0: oh yeah that's right there is a topic it's called terrifier 2 we're getting back into it after we had our whole nostalgia rant there um funny thing you know how, like the last episode we were talking about sex scenes and you know, see, episode before that, we were talking about Fox, and we were like, I'm like, okay, clearly Steve has some sort of weird sexual issues or things with sex. There was barely any sex in this. Actually, I don't even think there was any sex in this movie. uh um, no. Other than like the girl making out with the dude, who then proceeded to get his dick ripped off.
1: Nah, no sex scenes. It was kind of dumb, lame. This well, movie gets actually, an F. It gets
0: an F for fuckless.
1: No fucking. No fucking whatsoever. So why did that? Why did Art just randomly go after that dude's dick? He just had to piss. I think maybe because it was just out in the open, like easy target. And then he wrote, what did he write? Like just a tip on the window. Yep. Just a tip. Yep. Yeah, mocking the dude's shirt. Hey, sidetrack. Did you notice that in the very first scene of the movie when Art's like wiping the blood off the back of his head and writing his name in the mirror? Did you notice that? I did notice that. Yep. The uh, continuity from the first film when he shot himself in the head.
0: Oh, I do remember that. Fucking crazy. Like it is. It's a perfect seamless transition from Terrifier One to Terrifier Two. Like you could watch them both back to back and it seems like one continuous movie.
1: It really did. Like I love like that whole opening scene of him walking through the alleyway and it and it kept cutting over to that. I'm assuming he was in a morgue.
0: Yeah, he was in the morgue. And uh, you know, he like in the terrifier one, he um he entered the morgue after getting like, you know, shot in the head. Um, and then they pull the covers off of him. He's doing his art smile. The lights goes out or whatever. And that's how like the movie ends for Terrifier 1. And then naturally you see like you know, the the brutality of it in Terrifier 2 where, you know, the, um, the mortician is just getting annihilated by him. And Art rips out his eye and puts it in his own head for fun. And he writes the art on the like, The mirror, whatever, in blood, and then he proceeds to bang, like bash this Mortician's head in, like you wouldn't believe. And then he starts playing with his brain.
1: Yeah, that was pretty epic. I
0: loved it. It's so gnarly. It's it's a cool opening. It is a very cool opening. I'm surprised if any podcast. No, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry if any service is gonna freaking allow this podcast to be released because we're talking so fucking violent right now like this should be nc-17 type deal you know another thing i loved about
1: this movie and the first and the first one was the score i love the music i have the the vinyl of the first movie um i have the second one pre-ordered i don't have it yet in hand but that whoever the composer is does a great job making you know the the
0: sounds for this films i would love to have that on vinyl Are you kidding me uh but i also need a vinyl setup i have the player but I just don't have the speakers. I, yeah, you would, get some cheap shit on
1: Amazon. I mean, I just use PC speakers.
0: Oh, do you? Yeah. Huh, I have those. So maybe I can make that happen then. Worth just, it. It's worth it. Well, yeah, because vinyl sounds way different and especially your horror soundtracks. Oh, forget it. I bet that sounds fantastic. That's all I buy. Horror I, soundtracks? Horror and Disney. I love Disney movies. Those are two opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum, my friend.
1: Yeah, I recently got the Encanto soundtrack. I've been trying to find that for
0: a little while. Oh, wow. Nice. Found it. Damn. Yeah, you'd be surprised what's out there for vinyl. There's all sorts of fucking different. Um, obviously, there's thousands upon thousands of horror movies. There's a vinyl somewhere. Or, like, who do you go through for your vinyl? There's like a special company that you use to get these things, right? I've used a few. I use um, Waxworks Records mainly, but
1: I uh, forget who com- does the one for, for Terrifier. Oh, Paul Wiley is his name. He's the composer.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he, um, I thought, The music for the soundtrack was uh, really cool as well. It was very atmospheric, um, very just kind of like menacing and like gave a lot of suspense to the movie.
1: Yeah. And so this other company I used is called, um, what is it? Sensory Recordings. And that's who releases the Terrifier scores. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And they only made like, I think, a thousand copies of of the score itself on wax. Oh No shit. Wow. That's a... Yeah, that's limited edition then. Yeah, fuck it. Just listen to it on Spotify.
0: Fuck it. You know what? That's where I listen to a lot of my horror soundtracks. Most of the time I listen to them on there and I just go on my work day.
1: I do when I'm not like in my home office because my record player's in there. If I'm not there, I'm definitely on Spotify.
0: Oh, yeah. Makes sense. All right. So, yeah, we got to get back into it. We're running low on time again. So um, we we'll so leave off
1: getting... dude getting stabbed in the dick
0: oh no we talked about that <laughs> uh, i know but that was the last thing we talked about <laughs> oh so we're just bringing it back to stabbing in the dick lovely yeah okay back to so, genitals all right back to genitals um so this is the scene where sienna is going to save her brother and, and try to find him because what i don't get though is why art kidnapped the kid uh kidnapped the brother to lure in sienna it's just like it doesn't make sense to me uh because art was gonna kill the kid anyways you know we, we just you just think that with you know being art the clown you killed the kid you just go find the girl you know it's maybe he just like was trying to do a two like two birds one stone deal i don't know but it's almost like he took it a little easy on the kid at first for whatever reason oh it's just
1: it's it's like almost one of those typical like you know families fighting for family kind of thing where for whatever reason, he wanted the girl, so he just kidnapped the kid because then she's going to come to
0: him. Of course, yeah. It's, um, They tend to do a lot of stuff like that in movies, like the whole hostage thing. If you want to see your brother again, uh come to this place, blah, blah, blah. But the way they did it was a little different because the whole time, this whole movie, Art has like this accomplice, if you will. Not an accomplice, but I don't know. It's like this entity that's with him this girl little girl uh she appears at the beginning where in the laundromat she shits all over the place and you know she's playing patty cake with art the clown while there's another person in the laundromat who's just watching art the clown sitting there naked playing patty cake with an invisible being so i
1: was reading too regarding that girl the 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 actress that played her her name's amelie McLean. that was actually her first acting gig
0: no shit. Good for her. Yeah, and obviously she's young, so. Obviously, yeah, so I'm sure she has, like, quite the career ahead of her. Imagine your first acting gig being that. Yeah, basically being one of, the, like, the lead characters in a movie. Not bad, I say. About a clown murdering people. Exactly. But hey, It made $12 million at the box office, so, you know, a hell of a way to start, I say. So, like, the other thing I don't get about this, this little girl that's, like, constantly with art uh, and... Only certain people can see her. So the Shaw family, Sienna and a brother, uh, they can see her, but no one else can. So the person in the laundromat who Art killed towards the beginning couldn't see her or anything like that. It was very odd. It just seems like there was some sort of uh, link between Art and the Shaw family. But then there was the father who had this whole book of drawings and Art was portrayed in it. And Sienna was also made uh, in it to be like the hero of this whole thing. Like she was supposed to come in and save the day and take care, take out Art the Clown. But th- the only thing I can think of is it's some sort of um, spiritual connection between the girl, that location, and that whole, the whole family in Art the Clown.
1: I kind of agree because there's, there's gotta be some connection with Art being who Art is to what their father was drawing, especially where there was that, like sword thing they kept making a lot of reference like pointing towards that sword a lot plus Mm -hmm. the armor that sienna was building the whole show to or the whole movie to go to that halloween party all from that book her father was drawing
0: yeah exactly they put he portrayed her in the book as like the heroine if you will and um but yeah this little girl she's all over the place and there was even a part where um the little girl uh puts images of sienna's mother um being killed by Art the Clown into her head similar to the end of 1994's The Crow, where uh, Eric Draven put his hands on the main villain's head on top of the roof and killed him. They did that same deal. So that's where I'm getting at whether she's... Is she real? Is she uh, solely in the minds of Art the Clown and the Shaw family? Is Art the Clown part of the Shaw family? I think we're going to find out in the third one. Part of me thinks that Art the Clown might be a relative. And the reason why the father was able to draw him, the reason why the father was able to draw him is because of some sort of lineage where maybe Art the Clown was always around, like almost like Pennywise style, but it was like maybe this secret family, maybe it was this family secret that he was not supposed to be like uh, brought to life or brought to everyone's attention.
1: I don't know. I think, like you said, I think in the third film... I'm sure there's going to be one that we're going to find out that they're all related somehow.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they already even set it up for the third film, because at the end, when Sienna cuts off Art the Clown's head, um, the little girl that is just we can't determine whether she's real or fake. She picks up Art the Clown's head and walks into the amusement park, the terrifier ride. But you know what's funny about that, too, is like... That part happens, but then there's that secret scene at the end of the movie as well. Like at the end credits, post-credits scene where they build Chris Jericho being in this movie like as one of the lead friggin' characters. He was only in this scene at the very end, the post-credits for maybe two minutes. And they, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if they were doing that just to build up promotion for the movie or whatever. But he was only in there for like two minutes.
1: Oh, they they definitely put his name in the like the very beginning of the movie just just to put a big name in there because he's definitely their you know most well known actor in the film.
0: Oh yeah, I feel like a lot of the actors in that film, other than Chris Jericho, were relatively unknown actors. I'm sure they have some stuff to their credits, but probably more. Independent stuff. Um, so, Chris Jericho obviously had way more credits. Not like big credits or anything. I mean, maybe he's got McGruber Mac- under his belt, but that's about it. I don't know. I don't know. He's got some other things. They're so mostly just small little roles. You'll see Jericho on screen and go, oh shit, that's Chris Jericho.
1: So, that whole ending scene with Chris Jericho, like we'll talk about that a little bit. When they show the inside of the insane asylum where Vicky, if those of you don't know, Vicky survived art in the first movie. Um, she's apparently in love with Art and is pregnant with Art's
0: head. Yeah, I saw that. I couldn't make much sense of it. That's where I'm going into the whole idea that Art is maybe a supernatural entity who literally can't die. And I don't know, maybe she just keeps giving birth to parts of his body. That's that's actually good. That's good? You like that? That's a good theory. I like that. I I like that. I think that's all right. Um, or, or what happens is, you know, maybe she just, uh, Maybe his body grows off the head fucking Deadpool style.
1: That could happen too.
0: Who knows? Maybe he he's got some, a little
1: He got some Wolverine shit going on where he could just like regenerate body parts and heal himself and stuff.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah. He just completely uh just can regenerate. No problem. Uh, oh, my head's cut off. No big deal. Can you imagine that? I'd be like, fuck this. My head, I'm done with my head today. Oh geez. Can Google we just timer. Out of time? Yeah, we just ran out of time. Google timer is freaking going off on me. But I think we can do like another minute because after i edit this shit you know it might be under 30 minutes but it does go quick so another thing i wanted to talk about was like this whole scene with tiana falling into a giant hole in the water and ending in the water tank and being stabbed like only to rise up like a phoenix from the ashes couldn't make much sense of that scene what did you think about that to
1: i honestly don't know it's almost like the director got like high on mushrooms or some shit and couldn't he, he had some like filler he needed to make up or something because it didn't make any sense. I mean, it pulled her down into that take and that clown cafe shit where she's like watching everyone burn that we saw from towards the beginning of the movie. She was reliving that whole thing that she saw in her dream.
0: Oh, yeah. That where, clown cafe part of, towards the beginning was bonkers.
1: Yeah. And that song is going to be stuck in my head now for the rest of the week. Yeah. Fucking tell me about it. But that whole scene was fucked up.
0: Yeah. It was almost very cartoony. Like almost like kind of uh superhero type style. And I, it didn't really uh, flow with the whole feel of the movie. It was
1: like some Pee-wee's Playhouse shit. Don't knock
0: on play Pee-wee's any, Playhouse. You're not no, going to... Okay,
1: good. No, no, no. No, we talked about how Pee-wee's Playhouse is incredible, but it was it was very
0: much like that. It was some sort of fever dream. Pee-wee's Playhouse is a fever dream. Yep, definitely. But that whole scene, it was very weird. She, you know, it's almost like she she was able to regenerate. Now I'm thinking... Okay, hear me out. Art the clown can like he basically can't die. We've we've established that he can be born as a head. Sienna can apparently heal herself through this friggin' sword. So now, is there some sort of bloodline between Art and the Shaw family where they're able to just regenerate and save themselves like from mortal wounds?
1: I don't know, man. I'm 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 lost on the the whole connection. Like, what he's going with and what the relation is going to end up being because, like, why did she need to basically be Wonder Woman to make this movie end? That's essentially what happened. She became (laughs) Wonder Woman. (laughs) DC is going to go after Damien Leon now.
0: Damien Leon's like, life is good, but it could be better. Yeah. DC comes in and is like, okay, life's not that good at the moment.
1: Yeah. DC and Jason Momoa are coming for that ass.
0: Mm -hmm. Don't want to mess with them. No way. Now so, I don't I don't really understand that whole tank scene. Yeah, me neither. So essentially, uh Sienna cuts off Art's head, girl picks it up, end scene, Finn, that type deal. Post credits, Chris that Jericho. Whip, that what?
1: weapon that Art built in the beginning of the movie that she ends up essentially using against him, that like table leg with the knives and spikes hanging out of it. Oh,
0: that thing was so gnarly. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. Or the, the whip e- or the whip he made with the scissors and um what are those knives called they use at the hospital? Scalpels. Yeah. He's just yeah. whipping Sienna and Jonathan with it.
0: So nighly. But then Sienna, obviously, she got that whip and started going to town on Art the Clown, which it was awesome. It's like those two were awesome, like villain and uh, hero. And just going back and forth like that. It was, I just I, wish
1: she I just wish he whipped Jonathan more.
0: Fuck Jonathan. But at least he got his Achilles heels eaten, basically. <laughs> what the fuck was that, too? Is like literally eating his ankles. Yeah, like he just wakes up from his like being knocked out and the clown is going off on his Achilles tendons and just like fucking mowing down on it. And the kid's like, ah, like fucking whiny ass Jonathan again. Can't take getting his Achilles tendons eaten. It would
1: have, it would have been it better was- if Art went for his fucking meaty neck. Well, it would take him fucking weeks to go through it. We could like lead into the third movie with just art snacking on Jonathan's
0: neck. That would last for six films.
1: I'll take it as long as Jonathan isn't alive anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, more of that again. More of the kids getting killed. Oh, it I seems like you can't it. have. I know you can't help. It seems like we can't have a single episode without talking about it. Let's see what the
1: fourth one's going to be about. Uh, see if yeah. we can break the trend. We're going to try. We'll try, guys. We're going to try yeah. and avoid talking about killing kids, but can't Maybe. promise anything.
0: Maybe we'll review some horror Disney movie like fucking Hocus Pocus or some shit. And like, oh, no, kids like die in that too, technically. Right. And that movie is about like kids being sacrificed. Oh, God. OK, so we have to find a movie where some sort of kid is not being sacrificed, not being killed, not being this, not being that. Matilda? Oh, uh, I guess. No one's going to listen to that shit. We'll have to no. change the name of the show. Yeah. 30 screams are fuck off.
1: Yeah. 30 screams or get the fuck out. So
0: um, we're not reviewing Matilda. Sorry, everyone. This is a horror podcast. Maybe every once in a while we'll kind of venture off and do something fun. Uh, We were talking about doing Violent Night. That's a little different. Maybe we'll do that. Why not? So with that in mind, we're basically at time. We honestly might be over time. We'll see once I'm done editing. But
1: this is our podcast.
0: That's true, but it's 30 screams or less.
1: Whatever, it's 33 or 34 screams or less this time. I don't give a shit.
0: Let's catch 33 screams or less. All right. So
1: 33 screams or get the fuck out.
0: Yep. 36 crazy screams.
1: All right. 36 screams of night.
0: Perfect. (laughs) We're just going to start using like we just start using band names and movies and just start throwing our name in there. 36 crazy screams. Yeah, exactly. We did that all the way back from Canada one time. Uh, everyone was just putting my name in every single movie title. Like, um, what's one? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie, uh, Jurassic Steve or uh, Night, Night at the Steve Berry. I like it, it. It's so stupid. It went on for four hours. I was like, all right, guys, I'm done. Enough. Did you see I'm any dead to... bodies on the highway? It was about to be me being the dead body on the highway, jumping, out of, my, jumping out of the van to my death.
1: Nothing like us coming back from New Jersey.
0: No, nothing like that. No, not nothing like our New Jersey ride where there was an actual fatality. That was a bit much. It wasn't a kid, though. It was not a kid, which is reassuring, I guess, but not at the same time. No. So. All right, everyone. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30 screams or less. Also, we're on Twitter now at 30 screams or less. So be sure to join in on the conversation there. Subscribe to us on YouTube at 30 Screams or Less as well. We'll be throwing video content up there at some point. And if you have any film you want us to review in particular, be sure to comment to us on Facebook, mention us on Twitter, or send us an email to 30 Screams or Less at gmail.com and let us know where we can find it and the movie, obviously, that you want us to review.
1: Yeah, but- if you don't do that, we're just going to keep talking about shit you guys don't want to hear about. So
0: yeah goddamn right but no as far as i've gathered a lot of people like matilda yeah like matilda okay next episode we're doing matilda sorry everyone fuck yeah yeah well that's why we got to get people to come into the social medias and uh you know give us their opinion
1: guys if you want this train back on the rails you got to make suggestions yep we need suggestions
0: we've got plenty in mind but if you have some let us know so everyone with that in mind i'm steve and i'm Corey. and thank you for listening to 30 screams or less see you later Have a good one, everyone.